No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey everybody, when I get the chance, I like to support the Grateful Dead family when they own and operate businesses, and I'm sure you do too. And if you live in Portland or Denver, you know what you can do? What? Go to Fire on the Mountain. You can go to Fire on the Mountain because they have the best chicken wings, salads, burgers, pizza, desserts. Mel, help me out. And merch. What merch? They've got some dope socks, they've got t-shirts, they've got some beanies, and if you don't live in Portland... And if you don't live in Denver and are sad, you can totally go to PortlandWings.com and order yourself some of those delicious sauces that Apple was just talking about. No, he wasn't. No, I was getting ready to talk about those sauces. (laughs) Wow, Mel, throw out, man. What what sauces, Apple, that you were just talking about? You can also go over there. You can check out all their sauces, like their spicy (laughs) peanut, Jamaican jerk, bourbon chipotle, raspberry habanero, their buffalo sauces, and their constantly monthly rotating special sauces. That's right. And if you're not down with, like, the chicken wing hamburger thing, they got plenty of salads and vegan options to make your mouth and your belly feel happy. So go to PortlandWings.com or FOTM PDX or FOTM Denver on Instagram. And if you live in Portland or Denver, three locations in Portland, two in Denver. It's the bomb and it's Grateful Dead family owned and operated. Fire on the mountain. Leave room for dessert. You know what? What? Our amazing sponsor, Shop Tour Bus. Shop, Shop Tour Bus. Bus. They're, they're doing something that I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm having a hard time with. What, What's, man? Yeah. They're coming out with dope shirts so quickly, it's hard <laughs> to keep up with. It's kind of like when Stephen King started writing books quicker than I could read them. That's you know, true. They've come out with so many dope designs lately. They Isn't have, that better, though, and instead of having it, like shitty stuff coming out? Oh, it's absolutely <laughs> a bunch yeah. of crap. Yeah, to, 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 to like have too many good things yeah. to choose from. But like, I mean, the wheel in three different color variations the estimated profit the jack straw the addicts of my life the not fade away like they just they, they do yeah. design so quickly and so well you should you should go to shoptourbus.com and check out what they got going on look at these designs that we're talking about when you order them it comes in an all-over print box that is definitely a keepsake to keep your stuff in and it comes with all kinds of extras in there and some of you are going to get a miracle grateful dead bootleg cassette tape in your order yeah and they got restocked with those too so i think chances are probably better yeah and they're giving you free shipping when, when you, you put, put in, in the, the promo, promo code, code. 
No Simple Road, all one word. Then you get free shipping from our family and friends over at Shop Tour Bus. So go to shoptourbus.com or at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram. Use the promo code No Simple Road. April 19th through the 23rd, down in Ventura, California, we are going to be celebrating with our Grateful Dead family at Skull and Roses. Skull and Roses. Skull and Roses. I said Skull and Roses. <laughs> what? <laughs> Five days on the beach. Five days. That's Five days. days on the beach. Five days. <laughs> Holy crap. Two performances by Phil Lesh and friends. Wow. We're going to get a performance from O'Teal Dark Star Orchestra. How about the Garcia Birthday Band? Our Portland favorite. Heroes. Leftover salmon circles around the sun. And what Dogs I'm really excited about is the Latin Dead. And Boombox. So this year there is an expanded shakedown street. There's places to cool off out there. There's camping options. Go to, sh- uh, I almost said shop tour bus. Skull Go to skullandroses.com and get yourself some tickets. Now come hang out with no simple road. We're going to be there too, man. We, you know, just saying. Yeah. It's that's a, you're in for a special treat. As we said, this is hollowed ground. It is just magical. Who it's hollowed like, it out? It's like the, the Grateful Dead, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. <laughs> Like so many people have played there. Yeah, right yes, it is. Thanks for the that correction. Too. It's hallowed too. Yeah, but it, it's, it's like stepping back in time. It, it definitely is. If you want to know what a Grateful Dead show was like back in the 80s or 90s, just come with us to Skull and Roses, April 19th through the 23rd. Go to skullandroses.com and make sure to check out wallofnews.love. Every week they have different articles with bands that are playing and all kinds of really cool stuff is going on over on Wall of News. So go check it out. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glassby, The Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening.
before we get started this week, I just wanted to um, say a little something. Uh, a member of the No Simple Road family, our brother Brad, Brad from Iowa, uh, He, um, him and his dad are hanging out right now. Brad had to forego going to Mexico. Um, his, his father is in hospice right now, mm. and uh, he is taking the big transition. He is graduating, the final graduation from corporal to non-corporal from from um matter to spirit and uh i just wanted to say that this episode is dedicated to brad and his dad his dad's name is oh geez what were i just had it too john jacobson and uh i just wanted you all to know and so that you can keep brad and his dad and your thoughts send them some light beams some good loving some some positive mojo yeah some peace and some strength too man and maybe a few laughs you know it's hard at the end of life when it's all serious and laughing is like nectar so maybe they have time to laugh and enjoy with each other before they pass on yep I think so. Brad, we love you, man. You're one of the coolest travelers that we have seen and run into in our travels all around, man. Yep. And I know that you are going through it right now, brother. And if you need anything, all you have to do is reach out your hand. If your cup is empty, we are here. And um, tell your dad, we said we love him. And everybody out there, send them some love. So this episode is dedicated to you. And it's brought to you by The Edible Beats. What? Boopata. What does that mean? I don't know. You just said it. <laughs> Boopata. Boopata. Hey, now. No simple road family. What's happening? It's kind of like ta-da. <gasps> this is Mel. This is Apple. And this is Aaron. Yay! Yay! It's Monday. Apple's surgery's road. done. He's feeling great. Everybody? Yeah, yeah. I think I am. And... Me and Mel are back from Mexico. Yeah. We had such a good time. Mel, how was it? It was my favorite memory to date. Yeah? Yeah. Happy 25th anniversary. Happy 25th. Happy Fish Mexico. I just, I I love it when I was streaming it Saturday night to feel like I was there and you guys held up the big Apple sign. Yeah, you remember that? Apple's awesome. With our outfits all dope. Do you remember when when we were at the pool and that one guy did the one thing? Mm -hmm. And we met up with those people that we said we were going to hang out with and it was fun. We saw them. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. Oh, the dude with the hair and stuff. (laughs) We don't want to bore them with that story. Do you remember on the third night that one song they played? (laughs) So anyway. Something about the sea. We're completely full of shit. It's, um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what day is it? It's Monday, actually. Uh, the week that we're leaving to go to Fish Mexico. We don't leave for a couple of days, but we're doing this in advance so that when we get back, we don't have anything to do because I know that Mel and I are going to need some rest from our jet lag. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they're going to need recuperation. I'm yep. going to be recuperating. So, It'll be a recuperation. So yeah. welcome to another, the 19th edition of the No Simple Road. No, 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 no 19, 19. Weekly Rewind done in collaboration with the Edible Beats out of Denver, Colorado. The Edible Beats is taking your mind and connecting it on a deeper level with the people that you love and the food that you eat and making you see things differently. And we partnered with them so that we could produce this no simple road weekly rewind thing that you're listening to right now and do the same thing for you with your ears and no food right 
Yeah, ear food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is food for your ears. It is. Yeah, food for it's your moisturizing ear. and, and your hydrating. Brain. Food for no your brain. No simple road. Creating food for your ears. That's right. That's our new slogan. That's cute. Yeah. Huh. That's our new our new it's T-shirt. So cute over right the now. Merch. <laughs> <laughs> no simple road. They're so hot right now. No, we're so cute right now. Do you, either you guys know where my phone is. No, but I know where mine is. Um, if I, you I go, can see it, can you? It's over there by your keyboard. Okay, never mind. Mel, Mel's got it. Mel, I want you to pull up the No Simple Road Instagram page. Oh, okay. All of you out there, if you don't already follow No Simple Road on Instagram, and you're on Instagram yourself, then and you're listening to the show, that's just weird. Yeah, you should do it. You should do it. Look at that. Look at the latest post. No Simple Roads Weekly Rewind. Look at that logo. Volume 18. I love it. What do you think? It's great. Created a new logo for the weekly rewind It's great. I saw it today and loved it. I love the colors. It's eye-catching. It's got my favorite orange in it. I love that The yellow background makes it pop even more. Yellow is still on brand. I'm there. I'm with you. But it also is very vibrant and catchy and it's also cute yellow is a cute color and i was thinking like maybe we could subtly change the colors from week to week okay only if we're subtle about it and then so listen to cody because it it was a pretty cody heavy episode this today's like okay for jesus confusing last week's Weekly, was weekly friend heavy yes okay. it, it was about friends and friendship all right. All right. um but cody said sure do feel the love so grateful to be part of our family love you all more than words can tell Aww. we love you too cody Adodi. you know it we love you cody um, and brie and brie yeah. no no and amigo yeah i was gonna and say amigo. Amigo. Love amigo and the boys mm-hmm. <coughs> you know that is one of the things that like cash carter we love you. <laughs> that's one of the things that like no simple road has done for us beyond talking to our heroes in the musical world or anybody that we've ever interviewed beyond any of that, going to any festival, doing any of that stuff is the people that the show has brought into our life. Mm-hmm. It has made us wealthy beyond measure. Yeah, like absolutely. For re- and I know that sounds like true. Trite. It sounds true. Or silly. Nope. Or, um, sounds like sarcastic. Dope. Okay. So it doesn't sound like no, it doesn't sound like any of those things. You don't have to quantify it. Yeah, unless you use the inflection, it's great to have friends. Yeah, (laughs) then you got to explain your shit. But no, we have created a one of a kind family, and um, I will say this: since doing the um, weekly rewind is um, nineteen weeks old, but something else that's fairly new that we're doing for our Patreon members is um, side roads side roads, and talking to Corey about myself and him asking questions has really brought up so much about just the show and like all the really great infrastructure that we've created through not only the musicians, but the artists. And then even beyond that, the family that we meet and it just was making me super emotional, it's, you know. And Cody, Cody, or Co- Cody, Cody, Corey. You know, I'm getting mixed up. Whatever. Corey is a very good, like, uh, investigative reporter. Yeah. Like he really cares, listens, and then delves into, like, get deeper into things. Yeah. For those of you that are listening that don't know who we're talking about, Corey is our new is the new No Simple Road producer, and he came on board a few weeks ago and completely revamped our patreon mm-hmm. started producing content for it 
has patron only content up there. Redid our discord server is doing interviews with us. Apple and him are sitting down to interview the grateful brothers for side roads today. Like he's all over it. So Corey, you're the man. Yes. I, I wanted to, since we are on the eve of a couple of days before leaving for Mexico and we're not on the eve, but, and Apple is a few days away from his surgery. I um, wanted to talk to you guys about something about getting nervous. Okay. Okay. And I, so I was on the treadmill today and um, I'm running, I'm listening to fish and I started getting that like pre-show anxiety, pre-trip anxiety of going somewhere and mm-hmm. being in a different place or, or even the feeling that I get when we're here and we're like getting ready to leave to go to the show. Yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> like, why am I allowing it to happen? Cause I'm not at the mercy of my head. No, right? cause you just brought it into your head a second. Right. Before that. I made it happen. <laughs> like I'm not like at, you were running just fine without uh, any of that stuff. And then all of a sudden this like feeling of, anxiousness hits me and I start like it's kind of hard to breathe for a second it's like the beginning of a panic attack almost and and I was like why am I doing that to myself and holy shit I can choose to not feel like this and then I started like feeling like that because that's something I don't know if you've asked yourself like the kind of hot roller coaster of of how anxiety makes you feel like when it first comes on it kind of is like the going up part of the roller coaster and then when you get that those feelings in your stomach and all that it's like the going down you know and then even after you're you go down it's not done yet the ride is still on so you still kind of have a little bit of that like nauseous belly but excitement because you're it's going okay. more straight. You know what I mean? So this, this is how my crazy head works. And I, I thought through the whole thing today. Like, while you were. I feel like Twilight Zone music should start playing. As, you know. oh, come Why? on. Head Apple. Why? Because huh? he said this is how my brain thinks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I thought through the whole thing today. And like. It's a weird. Um, a weird chain of events that happens. Like I said, it's a that feeling of like all of a suddenness mm-hmm. of it and i'm not i wasn't thinking about it prior out to of that the blue yeah out of the fucking blue it just happened but then i'm in it right and i'm like uh i don't like this and then i give myself a marker a, a mile marker in whatever is going on like once we get on the shuttle to go to the hotel <laughs> when we land i'll stop feeling like this or once we get to the show and we've gone to the coat check. So you actually like set yourself a goal timeline. Yes. Like, yeah, you, you know, you're going to have it up till them. And then it's like, okay, this is where I foot, put my foot down. This is I'm the mile marker. Or, or this is the point where I can like let it go because there's nothing that can happen extraneous, which all, is bullshit. All those points could be, have been let it go. Right. Right. And, and then I was like, okay, wait a minute. I can totally just choose to not do this this time. 
And, is and that it, what you did? And it was, well, sort of. <laughs> He's getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Man, we're all right. got a podcast. We got like 40 minutes to no. go. Let me get there, man. Um, Come on. Tell, tell the long, this is the, the long on, story. So, like I said, I could just, I thought to myself, well, I could just choose to make it go away. And then I couldn't. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I made it happen. Why can't I make it not happen? And I, I couldn't come to a, a solid conclusion as to why. But the, and then it was like, you know, when you were younger and there was rabbit ears on your TV mm-hmm. and like the TV would be, the reception would be great. And then all of a sudden it'd go to static and then it would be great. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what was happening. Like, I can just choose to not feel like this. And then I was okay for a second. And then all of a sudden the anxiety came rushing back and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. And then it would go away for a minute. Maybe that's simply an exercise in increasing that desire to be calm. Like it's like when you're putting stuffing, you know, a shirt in your drawer, you kind of have to push it with your hand in, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you don't just get to close it. It's called creating a new neural pathway. Okay. There. Is what you're talking about. So, or folding a shirt and stuffing it in your drawer. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that people understand wow. my, you know, um, ideas a little bit better. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if it's happening like that, because we're from the outside, we know this, right, Apple? No, nobody you know, knows what's you know going this? on inside my head. Oh, sort of. You act kind of natural, <laughs> actually. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's it. Do you guys know what's going on, but what? What like, do you mean? It's what you were describing um, from the outside. Um, you're not calm, cool, and collected. You are stressed. Like even your um, your tactile line. sensation, like the way that you literally feel changes. Like You oh, always say that my hands are like sticky and clammy yeah like you kind of like i was gonna say like a lizard you kind of turn into a lizard <laughs> <laughs> you're a lizard person i think i am <laughs> or at least you can turn too. into one temporarily um but no you you have it it's energetic it, it I, I can't really let my hair down until that happens too because i'm you have to take I, I care have, of me yeah it's <laughs> i have to match that or like buff it kind of and i and i was thinking about like being at the airport and feeling like that at the airport and being like, fuck, I don't want to feel like this right now. And thinking to myself, I'm going to do everything I can on this journey to not be that way. Like I'm going to try and be conscious of it as much as possible. I ain't saying I'm going to be perfect. Don't, don't I'm not think about a white polar bear. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Thanks well, a lot. You Apple. know, again, and we're talking about something that can happen spontaneously too. Like, it's great that you're noticing it, and because if you notice it, then you can like, if it's bothering, you can make moves to kind of correct it, or at least you know, be present with it when it happens, instead of like being mindless about it and not knowing, just letting it carry just, you. Away. Yeah, just letting it freak you out like it always does, because that's. That's not fair either. Maybe you can't always control it to where it's stopped, but maybe you can control it to where it's being acknowledged and you're not at the mercy of it. Yeah. 
And and like, uh, go ahead, Apple. Are you aren't you are you able to like distract yourself with like other shit games or listening to music or watching something or does it overcome? No, it's it's like you are singly focused. I can yeah. That's that's where I'm at right now with the surgery thing. I it's hard to eat. It's like okay, you just need to distract yourself and not think about this. Put on one of your favorite shows, and I can't. After a couple of minutes, I'm not paying attention in the back. I'm not really dwelling on anything in particular, but it's in the back of my mind and I can't pay attention fully to anything else. And you know, what's, what's weird too, is like one of you, if you guys listen to the show, you know, one of my favorite things in the whole world besides breathing is coffee (laughs) and coffee makes it worse. And I, that's like why that's why I made sure I made sure to get us that new coffee machine because you're, you you're stimulated oh. on top of stimulation. Yeah, it's it's an exponential thing, and I'll like make a cup of coffee when this is happening, knowing it's like your safety blanket that it's going to make it worse. Like this is going to be delicious, but it's going to suck. Oh, it's going to cost me. It's going to yeah. It's gonna, <laughs> I'm going to pay for this. I'm going to pay for this, but it's oh, it's delicious. But, well, I, I mean, this is also an awareness of habits of your own self that make you question that and and i wonder what it is that makes one like that like i'm not the only person that does this i know it for sure what like you what would you say this is like overthink or um work yourself into anxiety or not how would you like base like uh soup it down anxiety anxiety yeah like situational anxiety because it's not it's not social anxiety so much. Like I'm not in this instance, it, it's not like I'm not freaking out about who we're going to see or talking to people or being in a crowd or none of that shit is even in there. It's, I don't even know how to explain. That'd be a good thing for, it's for the, like, to it's start like a, to figure out. Like a, like a kid waiting to open your presents on Christmas or something and, yeah. That's like a different anxiety. You know, that's like a, mm-hmm. like waiting to go to fish Mexico is yes. not like waiting for something and pay like a, like an exam or something yeah. where you get or nerves. You have or to go to court or you're, you're, you're going to have fun and you want it to start. Yeah. It, but that's not it. Okay. it that okay. That's not it. It's like, and this sounds fucked up. I don't even want to say it out loud. Like, well, now you got it. I know. Well, don't say anything incriminating. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't see it. I'm not going to. I could turn it into that. No. It's the thought that stuff can go wrong. Oh, well, that's worry. Your yeah. worry ward. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, okay. It's like you're worried about things that could go wrong. Yeah. Like, getting there. Oh, we could miss the plane or, you know, like. I don't know. A million. I always judge everything by will I die? No, then it's going to be great. <laughs> so you've been just perfect your whole life then. No, but I like. Will I die? Most likely not. That's how I'm I. Good. That is one of the tactics that I use for worry. It's I'm not going to. I Of course, I I have incessant thoughts. I'm a freaking. I'm always in my head. So I use like, you know, like tactics and table tennis little things to keep it like, busy what's like, the worst that could happen i'm not gonna exa- die yeah so. okay so w- if we miss a pl- flight to mexico i know that we're gonna be able to on- get on the next flight okay so we'll miss a day that sucks all right well we're still gonna have fun though oh, okay well then what's the p- who cares 
You know what I mean? Thank I, you for like, tuning in. That's how to solve all your I problems. I just walk myself back. And if it's not, like, it's true. It's, it's if, if my emotions are going to try to be extreme and make me unhappy, then I'm going to use extreme tactics to fight back at them. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I agree with you. I'm not saying that like, I've had practice cause I'm even talking about it. You know what I mean? I, it's not something that is like just, Oh, I threw it out of thin air or, and, and it's one of those things that like, we all have things about ourselves that we, that drive ourselves crazy about ourselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, yes, this, I do. this part of me is so annoying to me. <laughs> I, and, and I'm like, fuck this fucking guy. Like, really? Now, on like, we're going to have a, this amazing vacation. And you got to show up and do you, this. Yeah, and, and like the turd in the punch bowl shows up, and he's like, "Well, what if you miss the flight? What if you get pulled over on the way to the airport? Like, fucking wah, dude, wah, wah. you should draw the worry wart the on the one side, and then the other. Um, I don't know who's the cutie on the other side." I don't either. Yeah. It's like, dude, are you serious right now? And yeah, I'm serious. And fun. listen and, to me, man. Right. And what a, he doesn't even sound fun. But like, that's not going to happen. We could, man. You, you don't think know. about it. It's happened before. Uh, it's, and it's exhausting okay, so, too. So that one at least could quell your thoughts. Okay. We're still going to have fun if we miss the flight. Cause we will still get another flight. That's it. So next. Yep. next. What's next? Yeah, what what's are you next worrying about that? now? Yeah. I don't know. Just Let's stuff. hear it. Stuff about what? <laughs> I don't know. I It's irrational, crazy Aaron's headness. You well, know? Well, but that's what I'm saying. If you if you talk yourself out of enough of them, you'll start to realize this irrash, irrationality in your head is built around bullshit. And so you can at least have a little bit of an arsenal when it starts to happen again. And I wonder too, like I was thinking about this, what causes that? Because it's not like our lives are filled with tragedy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Constantly yeah, going like, wrong. Well, that's the status quo. They, every time we book a flight, we miss it. Yeah, and you missed 50. Yeah. Like it's not the norm. It's completely out of left field. And I wonder what makes me like that. Like coffee. What? No, <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> like what in my past was the thing that made me start doing that? Because it's been a minute. Okay. Mel made me pause for a second. Cause she, she wanted to say something in private and, Go ahead, man. I, I'm i fine with you saying that. Well, you know, no simple road gets very close. <laughs> so close we have to ask our neighbors if it's, if it's okay. It's okay for me to say this. Yeah, no, because what Aaron's describing to me and, you know, he's saying that how his body feels and then just like comes out of nowhere and whatever. It's like, you know, that um, junkie inside of him still lives, you know, and it's, he's not dead. I don't think any old parts of us really die. We just maybe grow out of them or, you know, they're not you appropriate. integrate parts of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, and a lot of times things like that come back up, not cause we haven't dealt with it, but there's another layer that's still there that 
you know, when you first clean the house and there's like, say there's like a bunch of furniture and shit, you got to take it all out. That's one job. Then there's dust. Then you got to vacuum. Then you got to clean. Cleaning is in layers and so is healing. And so, yes, you've done work to not be that person because you've raised a family. You've created a business. You're an outstanding employee. I started by not doing dope anymore. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that you've dealt with a lot of the underground stuff that got you there. And so these spontaneous feelings, these anxieties about something that's actually supposed to be super pleasurable and fun and exciting and great. And it, and all those things are true, but that you choose to focus on the one thing, there's something in there that's doesn't want you to have fun or doesn't want you to, you know, Mm. it's, it's like a, underground feeling that's coming to you that's like trying to ruin your your harsher groove mm. and okay uh, what like this how she's describing that like the like that kind of junkie my is like oh am i gonna get my fix is my fix gonna get fucked up oh shit oh shit and and those feelings are 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 wow. still there. Oh, we shouldn't have recorded this. I'm embarrassed. Now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, you that, can always cut true, it out. Man. Makes, I ain't cutting that out. No, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. Like you're describing that, and even though I was around for a portion of your life that like that, that wasn't all. No, you did. You that, you were uh, around for like the bitter end. Yes, struggling at to the, stay on the worst of the worst. Yeah. You didn't see you like got the best. You got the got best the, of the worst. You you didn't see like the highlights. What that, got me there? You, no, you didn't see how far it went. No, and well, you, no, you didn't. And you didn't see like the functional addict of like the dude that would get high and go to school and get straight A's. And well, that's the working. person, the tail end of the person that I met. Right. So yeah, I did. I w- I was there for that part, but I wasn't so close Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. and also that's a secretive event and you're not around publishing and and boasting about mm. things that you've done no so it's a whole behavior system that i don't believe that you've completely healed all yet because you're still alive and there that was for a good duration of your time and you still have to work some of that shit well, out i'm here to say that that guy's fucking annoying that Call them out then. That just, <laughs> that just helped me. Like what else? That just helped me understand more when you get anxious with stuff. Because what did you say? The first thing you brought up as an example was like, we're going to miss the flight. Well, what's that going to do? That's going to mess with your fix. Then yeah, you're going to, then you have to figure out another way to get that. Like, like then you're going to have to catch that next plane. And, that's that's exactly. which, and, which that, is and now that, that you said that, that is exactly what it feels like. Exact. That is it. Wow. You guys nailed it. Like for real. And I can feel it in my body. Like that is it. Hell That's yeah. Fucking weird. That's fucked up, man. It's not fucked That's up. That's fucked baby. up. It's good. But it's it, good. It's fucked up, but now you know now you know that that helped me real like because I got I think probably all of us have yeah, that a little bit and stuff. That just fucking talking that through wow, wow that 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 that's an eye opener for lack of a better word like whoa okay because you're, you, you're gonna be okay I, and too. i've been energetically together with you for a long time yeah and when that person comes that's the 
that's what's between you and me. Yeah. So there's always nothing between us. And then that person comes in and and that's the person and that's the person you got to walk away from sometimes like out of the room or something like, like, okay, I'm just going to let it be energetically. I, that I can't, it there's, I won't go further energetic when that happens. Like when that entity, I, I, our dynamic in that space is like, you won't engage with me. Mm -mm. You're like complete. You disconnect. Yep. Done. It's cut off because and you're not a bitch about it. No, you're not like an asshole or anything. No, it's you're just, just like, I'm giving you space to go through your shit. Mm-hmm. And then well, we'll hang out later. Yeah. You know, and when, you're, when you get to your mile marker where you feel like everything's okay, then I'll I'm here for you. I like to think that that's my parenting in our relationship, that that's how I handle like the kids a lot too. You know, like I'm not ever telling anybody what to do, but I can in a, not so many ways, you know, I can shed light on something that maybe I want them to see, but I'm not going to call outright because you still have to discover shit about yourself. Even if somebody thinks they know something or can help you get there, like you still have to like make that connection. Like you just had, you have to feel it in your stomach or in your, your head gets warm or like you get embarrassed or you have to feel. No, that's for me that. It's not embarrassing. No, not embarrassed, but you know what I mean. Like I'm talking about all the different some, things. And the, it the way be. that your the way yeah. that your um, energetics picks up on your body. You know, like some people get like the hairs in the back of their head stand up. You know, like some people get tingly and and numb. Some people like kind of faint. You know, like there's there's these certain things that your body tells you when truth hits you. Yeah, yeah, I've experienced that a lot. In yeah. my life. Like you hear something and you're like, oh yep. shit. You can feel it in the pit of your stomach. That's my like my intuition spot is like my solar plexus mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. It's your second brain. You, you know? gotta learn to how to digest that. Mm-hmm. Literally. Make it work. Yeah. But what you just said, man, that's a that's a big deal. It's a really big I've been dealing with that for a long time. Yeah. Like a long since before we met. Long time. And like yeah, that's and, com- and, that's and not like not on the day to day. Um it's not something that I like struggle or like yeah, I'm gonna not, go use or no I'm not there I, I at it. all. But it manifests in weird different ways like this, like what I'm talking about. And I today was like one of those days where I was like, I'm fucking sick of this shit i think it has to do with you working out and eating oh that's a whole other thing that happened because it's tied together it's tied to self-worth with you and the self-worth part is because of your self-value and that value part was because of your abandonment i mean it goes back and you're dealing with the layers of the root of the problem what i what i was going to say is like in the same run today, I, cause I stopped exercising for five months at the end of last year, like completely. And I realized today, I was going to tell you about this. I wasn't going to tell you about this on the show. I'll tell you about this tonight. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. That's where things come out. Fuck it. We're here. So whatever. Right. Um, 
I realized that I was depressed. Those last five months? Yeah. Like maybe not all of it, but a portion of it. Depression was in there. Really depressed. And like really having a hard time with my um, self-image. Struggling. Like really struggling. And and I we talked a little bit about this yeah. a few weeks ago about food and relationships with eating and all that stuff. But it was way deeper than that. It was more. And like. Once I started going back and exercising, it was like a release valve. Like I wasn't doing anything about the way that I felt. So mm. it was f- self feeding because when I would feel bad, then I would see I wasn't doing anything to make it better and that would make it You're worse. And yourself. it was like this whole cycle of feeling like shit. And once I started doing something about it, that loop was cut. Does that make sense? Yes. And I was like, I started to go through the cycle untrue. and, and I was like, but I'm doing something about it. And then I was like, Oh shit. And then I had the realization of like, you were really fucking beating yourself up, dude. And I realized today I was like, I do so much in my head all the time that if I don't move myself, that shit gets bound up inside of me and like does bad stuff. And that's why I have to like physically run. Yeah. You need that channel to get it out, to get that, get it out of your body. And yeah, it was a good run today. <laughs> One hell of an insightful run, man. Dang. All that to get to I got some it new shoes. My feet today. don't hurt no more. And- I just went to work and had some new jeans, but that's it. Like- well, we got a new coffee machine today. Dude, it was delightful. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I was really having a hard time. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's part of life. I know, but I, well, I can tell and not at the same time, you know? Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with something like that, it's like levels. There's there's other issues too. It's levels of, of it. Do you get what I mean by that? Like it's not always at a 10. Mm -hmm. And for me, for whatever reason, Darwin has a habit of waking me up in the middle of the night. He wakes me up at about one or two o'clock in the morning and makes me take him outside so he can drink and go to the bathroom. And then he, then we go back to bed. And that was when it was the worst. Like sitting out there at one o'clock in the morning, the house is quiet and I would just get like attacked by myself. That's when it all. Whoa. What a strange time for that to happen. And, well, and there was like nobody he, around to talk to. And like, like he just said that the, like out there alone, we're all asleep. The energy of the house is quiet. So, and then you're just out there with those thoughts mm-hmm. and just get like pounded straight out of sleep. Yep. And then, and then like limp back to bed, you know, it was, it was shitty for real. And I, I remember when I decided like um, one of my coworkers came to me and was like, we used to go to the gym together all the time. And uh, 
he was like, yo, they, they just built a, a new gym around the corner from, from our work, man. It's like a minute and a half down the street. You should come back. And I was like, yeah, ah, I'm busy. Things to do. Podcast. He was like, all right, man. And then a couple weeks later, he was like, yo, have you checked? Have you gone by there and checked it out? You should go check it out. It's really nice. Like, you should come back. And I was like, man, we'll I'll check it out. And then like another week went by and I, he said something and I was like, okay, third time's a charm. Like, all right, dude, I'm going to go check go it do out. It. And I'm just making the decision to go do it. I felt better. Because hmm. you had a solution there. Mm-hmm. When the running does suffer, my dad's been a runner his entire life. I remember this is a long time ago. He said it. My sister, I think my sister said to him, it's like, you like to do that because you're running from your problems. He's like, you can't run from your problems, but you can run with them. And it made him feel wow. good to fucking run. And it helped him think. He ended up putting, he, he put like a, just a shelf across the unit. And he'd actually work while he was running. He loved running so much. He would run for hours and put a plank across like in front of him on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And would be looking at files and have his computer oh, he's here. An attorney. Yeah. Yeah. He would actually work while he was running because he liked running. So, and sometimes it was just a brisk walk, but he's always done that. I just remember, I think was pretty sure my sister says like, you're just trying to run from your problems. Nope. It's like, Dude, can't I, do that. I run love running, them. but I don't do it very often just because I know I want to extend my knees and my, my frame. And, but I love running. And, and I think we've talked about this on the show too, but like the whole running thing for me is a whole, used to be thing in in and of it itself. It used to be like fat kid Aaron getting teased in junior high school couldn't run and would like cry <laughs> fucking PE and shit. Why is that funny? It just was when I think about it now like my mom would write me notes for PE cuz I didn't want to run and so it's a big deal to be able to do it now as an adult, you know. <clears throat> and I Do you still f- feel that memory of that kid yeah you know what man this is gonna sound stupid but that jonah hill thing that we watched i can't remember what it was called um you people no No. No. (laughs) oh the one where he was doing like the interview yeah yeah and he are you looking it up apple yeah he had that that cardboard cutout of himself when he was like all heavy and he, he yeah. was like saying, what was, what's your biggest obstacle? And he was like, this guy, this is, I related to that so much. And watching that helped me with that so much. It like stuts, stuts. That's it. It made me like, oh, because I was mean to that kid in my head all the like time. Like everybody else. Like, fuck you, dude. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? And like, no, man, you're coming with me. Come on, man. We're doing this together. You know, mm-hmm. that really helped me. I have a, I have a collage card that I want you to, um, remind me to show you after this. It's reminding me of what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I knew like our friend Brad, mm, Brad, if you, Brad, if, you, if you're listening I to hope this, you listen. No, you're going to listen because we're going to email or like DM you and tell you to listen. We're to sending episode. you a ton of love. His dad mm-hmm. is in hospice right now. And uh, we love you, Brad. And 
thanks for letting me know that you weren't going to be making it to fish and, uh, and why. And I appreciate you taking time out of what's going on to even tell yeah, me anything. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that right there, Brad, when Aaron told me that, like, you didn't owe us anything to tell us why you're not going to be there or whatever. Like, we just appreciate your friendship so much. Like, for real, for real. For real. And the reason I brought it up is because, like, he said, uh, there's there's something waiting for you guys down there. You know, he's he said that place is a is a fucking vortex and especially with that group of people, it's something magical. He said that uh when he went last year it was a turning point in his life and he was like when we were at Northwest String Summit last year, he was like, You two need to go to Fish Mexico and it wasn't like you two need to go check out it's fish. It's fun. No, he was like, You two need to go and and so I told him that I was like you know, part of the, one of the main it reasons. It seemed impossible at the time. It did. <laughs> I, one of the main reasons that we are actually decided to go was because of the conversation that we had with you, Brad, last year at String Summit. And we, and we really have to thank our neighbors from Fish MSG. Yeah. Denise and Ron. And uh, he was like, well, there's something waiting for you guys down there. And um, I feel like all this that's happening right now is part of that. Absolutely. This I, is I've like been thinking of shedding stuff. the skin beforehand because i'm a lizard see i told you you guys don't believe me and i'm telling you the truth and even though it sounds funny and i laugh after it's still the truth and i i apple man i mean you're going through a whole thing too right now yeah <laughs> yes I, yes i am uh i can't oh okay so say i couldn't hear myself now you can now i can hear myself yeah, I am going through a whole thing. I threw it out there last week. I have surgery scheduled on Thursday to hopefully once and for all deal with my hemorrhoid issue, which is, you know, a pain in the ass, literally. Yeah, so I'm just, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious, uh, nervous a little bit. I've never had surgery in my life. Yeah, we were talking um, about that earlier today. Yeah. You're going to break your virginity. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm, 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 I, I like went on. You gotta be careful, like going online. I went online. I know Aaron asked the other day. You're like, did you have you watched a video yet? It's like, no, I don't, I don't want to see that. But I did go like on WebMD just to kind of know what to expect. Basically, like what to do afterwards, like what to eat, what to do to make sure everything goes right, which gives yeah. a lot of good advice. But it's a, you know, it's a pretty, you know, routine surgery with not a lot of complications. It's just a, it's a, it's a, yeah, you're right. It's a very sensitive area. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not like you're getting your foot operated And it's taken, well, I saw the dog, it was like January 24th when I saw the doctor and he said, well, we're going to get you scheduled. And then here it took weeks and we, it's, it's been a waiting game with, you know, a lot of stuff waiting for it to fall in place. So now I'm happy that I have a date set, but now it's like the the waiting the, the same kind of thing like like and then also try not to go there thinking like what could go wrong so you and aaron are dealing and, with the same thing but a different way well apple's Anxiety. not going on vacation no I, it's <laughs> but a, i am waiting for my fix <laughs> like literally like literally yeah like, sometimes sitting in you've got to be fucking uncomfortable for a minute like well that's diff- it's not different what we're, it's not it's, that's different we're talking about but yeah. that well, does happen too that that does I also in. had the anxiety of like things going wrong like this morning I was going through the like like 
what if I go in there and they do the prelim and it's like your blood pressure is too high today. We can't do the surgery. Then they'll give you medicine to bring or your blood pressure bring, down. Okay. See, and these things I don't know. Like you've worked in the medical field, but these things going through my mind, it's like it's going to get fucked up. They're going to have to reschedule it. It's going to throw my time off or there's going to be a complication and they're going to have to hospitalize me for a few days because I'm a bleeder or, you know, like and trying to keep these thoughts out of my head. I do. Are you a bleeder? Well, I mean, I bleed. Well, okay. <laughs> wait, wait. If no, you no. cut me, don't we all bleed? Yeah. Apple? No, I'm not one of the like, like a little cut on my hand and it's gushing blood or anything. Okay. Right? But it's just I, I, I've never been into a surgery, and I told it's you, I told you, I, I, yeah, I'm a little today. nervous about it. Here's the scoop, dude. When you wake up from surgery, you're gonna be there's gonna be a lot of local anesthetic. So it's not going to be painful. Yeah. Most likely when you first wake up, you're going to be very disoriented and your throat is going to hurt from being intubated. From being intubated. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. And then and I get a nice little juice box to sip on and Ryder picks me up and yeah, brings and me dude, home. And I, I like how you're looking forward to the juice box. <laughs> I just remember that I've had endoscopy and colonoscopy done. And when I wake and wake up in the like little waiting area that, you know, it's like, that's the first is, thing they do is, is ask that. you what you want. You're not going to wake up in a little waiting area. You're going to wake up in a hospital bed. Yeah. And well, that's what I mean in a hospital yeah. bed with the curtain around you. And then they come make sure you're okay to get up and leave. And what I was going to say, man, is like how the timing worked out that like, Cause we all live together and we all take care of each other when we're sick and when stuff happens, everybody's yeah. here for each other. And it, I feel really bad that Mel and I are like dipping. We're not dipping. Well, don't, don't, don't though. We already talked about this and I immediately said to you when you said it was like, I'm kind of glad that you're going to be gone for the first few days of me recovering because I'm, I, I just know from people that have had it done and from what they say, it's like the first week is hell. You're in a lot of pain. There's, you know, there's bleeding things going on. I'm not going to be a fun person to be around. And for you guys to be down in Mexico having a hoot, I like that. That makes me feel better. Okay. You know, I know not that I wouldn't love you guys here doting on me. <laughs> Apple, can I get you anything? Would you like some soup like, and a new diaper? Mel, Mel already got me the little bell. I was like, I'm going to be ringing that, Ryder. You better pay attention, which of course Ryder's like, I will shove that bell. <laughs> like, like, cause I was like going, ling, 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 ling. but uh, no, I, I, I feel like I'm a good hair. Ryder's You're in good awesome. Hands for he's sure. taking the day off to Darwin take is me a there and take care too. of me. Yeah. He's going to be in hanging out with me and. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna be good, and it and it's gonna fix me. That's that's the mindset I'm in now. Like because they said it's a really high success rate, this is gonna fix me. It's gonna be worth it. I'm gonna be good. That's what my wrist um, surgeon told me. I was like, you know, am I gonna have any problems? Do you have to go to like, you know, um, rehab after this? And he was like, no, I'm fixing it. <laughs> and he fixed my wrist. I don't. It doesn't get hurt when it's cold. It doesn't like if I lift something heavy, nothing like it's fine. He fixed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's usually the point. I, of I believe surgery him. I believe to him. Fix something. Yeah. But that the whole thing of like pre thinking something and getting nervous, it it can happen for anything. It's inescapable. And I and I think that too, if you dwell that that you can manifest that problem. 
you know oh if yeah you're, if you're thinking all the worst stuff then eh, most likely something's gonna happen then, well i mean we do create that our, up. yeah we create our reality and uh, they robert anton wilson said what the thinker thinks the prover proves and we have them both in our head so uh, you know and that that's that's part of the whole trip of anxiety too when you know that and you're still tripping and now you're you're like oh my god now i'm making it happen you know well yeah that's (laughs) can't really go ahead well i was just gonna say what what about you mel like me and aaron talked about you're not as don't seem like as anxious as a person as me and aaron are over things but like where does that come into your life when i just think you guys are more verbal about it you guys are very audible about how you feel and if I'm uncomfortable, I don't, I don't always say it. Okay. I'm uncomfortable a lot and I, I won't say it. Like Aaron was talking about like the thing that goes through, like with, you know, going before the show and stuff like that, like you start getting anxious. Like if we're going to go to a show and then oh, be yeah, on the way yeah. there. I and thought then, you were talking about no simple road. I'm like, no, no. not, no, not our show. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, and then when we finally get there in the first song, then there's like that release or you know there's but or it depends on it depends what i I don't want to cut you off think about think keep it in your head what you're talking about a lot of the time and and it goes it's even more confirmation that what you guys had said earlier is the absolute right truth like it you were right what is a city without its music the legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. It, it would be wrapped up around taking sacrament. Mm-hmm. And the minute I took it, gone. Because now the fix can't get fucked up. The fix is in, yep. man. Mm. <laughs> anyway. So, okay, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to go there. <laughs> but, like, up until that point, then I have my husband back. And so, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that, the, and there's a, a, a literal discomfort with that. For for everybody involved more than just yourself. So the way that I deal with that is just I become a little bit more extrovert. You know what I mean? I start dealing with other people. I'm really good at asking people about how they're doing and what's going on with them. And so then that then that means I'm not fixated on myself. Okay. So it tracks from that. So do you do that in in day to day too? When you feel anxiety, do you call somebody and talk to them on the phone or? I think I um I use that tactic. Yeah, I'll like do things to keep myself busy, huh. you know? Um I we talked about this on the side roads, but like if I get like angry or upset, I mean that worry thing, it it's very different from a lot of other feelings. That worry thing, that incessant like whatever it is, ugh. Ugh, that stupid little nitty pick <laughs> bullshit thing. Like Sometimes I can escape it, but sometimes I can't too, even with tools and, and tactics and tricks. Like sometimes I, I do need to yoga 
so I can just like now I'm just playing with my body do you know what I mean like my my head is semi-quiet but if I'm like say like in a pose and I'm like focused then at least I'm taking that focus away from that okay, chatter. Okay, putting it on. Yeah, something. so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gone because it's a perfect outlet because I'm not busy, but I can di- redirect my focus into something physical. Mm. That and that's cool sense. too. Like he was talking about running. What is it? Like what is that? About? Yeah. Like a physical thing will mentally really help more than yeah, like mentally so, trying. Because to- I'm, I'm very highly stimulated, you know? Um but yeah, I deal with the same thing you guys do. I'm just, I don't talk about it. I, I'm just not as vocal about it. And, and of course that's not perfect. Like sometimes I'll visibly say that I'm anxious, but like the only time, you know, I ever had that anxiety attack was when we were doing no simple road, talking, oh, yeah. talking to Dave schools. That was the first. And I can't recall another time. Maybe if I, I have, I don't, I don't recall it. I don't, I have good self-talk. Like I can talk myself down well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I not to like escalate. Maybe it's the mother in me. That's, too. that's like, what I was going to say earlier. I think a lot of like, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a woman. So how I just gain a lot of I skills know, through motherhood. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like a lot of stuff that moms do. Well, okay. Uh, uh, women, uh, mothers have a easier time of, Ignoring their pain in order to tend to someone else's. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Well. Why would you need to do that? You don't. Well, I mean, I'm a dad. Yeah, but you're a dad 26 years into your life. You didn't. You don't need to put your pain. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when you become a mother, pregnancy is, there's a lot of pain to it's a lot of pain, you know, like, so I just think that we just deal, I deal with things differently. It's, I have the same emotions. Sometimes they're extreme, not too often, but I, I'm good at, well, even, you know. even regarding going to fish. You, oh yeah. You were I, like, I, I'm nerve sighted. Yeah. Nerve sighted. <laughs> like, okay. So what I'm nervous about is just like, the trip not like nothing's i don't think the plane's gonna go down or we're not gonna miss our nothing like that no like excitement yeah it's just like you know like what's it gonna look like uh you know we're i want what are we gonna do that day like i don't it's just the thinking of the thoughts of it not um doom and glooming it you know yeah like checking into our hotel and like what are we gonna do first and what should i pack in my bag I don't know, like just like little random things. It's not. I'm um, so, I'm so grateful for this. Me too. To be able to do this. Me too. Like to have the means to do it. The time. To the time. The desire. That and, and to be celebrating 25 years with you and doing it there with them. And like, it's. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. I, I we were texting do, the other what day. What day is your anniversary? Well, the it's day actually, we get back. yeah, the day we get back is on the 28th. Oh, okay. Yeah, but we were texting the other day and I said, I can't believe that I get to do this with you. And I mean that. Like, I, it, yeah, it, it's a silly concert and yeah, it's Mexico we've been and yeah, it's a vacation. People go on vacations all the time. But 
you only have one 25th anniversary, right? You only have one any anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> you only have one 25th anniversary. And this is like a highlight of our life. This is our kids are grown and our son moved out a few months ago and we were empty nested and we've created a really amazing podcast, the three of us. And there's so much to be grateful for. And now to have the opportunity to like go celebrate that. All of it. Well, and to, for you two, too, to see you, we, we go to a lot of shows together. We've been to a lot of shows. We go to a lot of shows together. You two are extra fucking cute at fish shows. <laughs> you are. You are. You two are, like, so, it's your jam. Like like Mel said, you, you, you guys, it's your thing. And and to see, especially, especially Mel, it's so excited at fish shows and you like you dance, move your whole thing. You're a little kid. Almost. Yeah, I feel like, like, like when we were at Gorge and you were running up and down yeah. that it's like, Oh my God, she's running so fast down the hill. She's going to fucking hurt herself. Would someone like, say bing, she bing, bing, runs bing. like a antelope <laughs> out of control, out of control. Yeah. It's the fucking cutest. Just picturing you guys. Run. I can't wait. I already told Mel earlier. I'm going to, cause I know Thursday, Friday night, I'm not going to feel like it, but I'm going to stream Saturday night. So I so I'm so I'm there kind of with you guys. And he wants and to put tonight. something up in the air for him. And yeah, you guys, apple. you guys are going to win the lottery that day, and you're going to be rail riding. So, <laughs> oh my right god, I forgot like, about that. We're going to win it. So, if you don't know about this, like, in order to quell the lining up of people yeah, before the show, thirty hours trying to get on the rail, they did something really cool at Fish Mexico. They sent everybody that's going an email and they were like, look, if you want to get into the show early on these three days, one of the days is like foundation yeah, members only, I saw that. but like on these three days, if you want to get into the show early, fill out this form and we'll put you all in a lottery. And the day of the show at 10 o'clock in the morning, check back and see if you won the lottery and you'll have a spot in line. And that's how you line up. I was like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And that gives everybody a fair shot. What if I overslept now I'm fucked, but not now. Well, since this is a future cast, congratulations on winning the lottery that Thank day, you. That, that day. Thank you and, for and that day. Yeah. I was, I, I was, like expecting, it will be on Saturday, I was expecting it. I really was. I was expecting it I'm to expecting happen. expecting it too. Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about one thing that has nothing. Well, I guess it does have a little bit to do with anxiety, but something happened this week. Um, I finished that book that um, my friend sent me. So randomly in the mail one day and this happens sarah sends me stuff like that all the time it's usually a great book that she's reading and needs to share with me and i open up this book and it's premka what is it the white bird the white bird yeah white bird in a golden cage and it is this one of the stories of um some one of the leaders high up in kundalini yoga when yogi bhajan was still alive the founder of the Western Kundalini Yoga movement. And she was his literal number one. And she had a tell-all book. And that's this book was. Um, and it fucked me up for a minute. Like, and what I mean is like, it just hit places in that book that she just talks about, like her experiences of them creating this branch of yoga which was really no more than his 
bunch of things that he had put together, um, some Sikh religions, mantra and practices along with some yoga that he learned, you know, and his charismatic self and, you know, Ayurvedic ways and all of these things. And he put together to create Kundalini yoga and he had her help him, uh, do this. And it, well, it, you gotta, you gotta give people backstory. Because the they don't know why a book, why would the book do that? Like, who cares? Well, okay, I mean, it's, it's a tale of one of the gurus, you know, I, I'm getting there. Okay. It's a tale of one of the gurus, you know, gone wrong type thing. But the whole reason that it's affected me and why I even care about it was because I, <laughs> in 2012, flew to Espanola and spent 28 days there at an, uh, an ashram and a Kundalini Yoga ashram. The Kundalini Yoga Yeah, ashram. it's the. <laughs> uh, it was the headquarters of um, Kundalini Yoga because they had one also in L.A. Um, but this was like their headquarters for their solstices. They would um, do these camps and workshops down there. And it was... Teacher training. Yeah, teacher training. So I went there and um, spent a really fucking weird 28 days there. But also I was, it was great. I mean, it was, it was great in a lot of ways and it was weird in a lot of ways and all the ways that it was weird, I kind of dismissed because, um, well, because I did. Because you wanted to do it. Because I wanted to do it. And when I do something, I want to do it. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to just half-ass it or give up. I want to do it. It's like red flag. No. Red no, flag. Not right. no. Uh, I'll stay away from that corner. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'll just, I won't go over there. And reading this book, like she's exposing all of the, not only sexual abuse, but the mental, the mental abuse and the spirit that the spiritual one was the worst of all because there is a special kind of place for people who fuck with other people's psyches. And this man is, that's what he did. The Traticum. So there's a certain kind of meditation where so fucked up. You, um, and you can do this for more than just him, but this was his branch of yoga. He's talking about this where there's a photo of him, a specific photo, and you place it anywhere from a certain distance away from you. And you do like, um, an eye gazing meditation, um, with your lids like half lowered and you're focusing and looking at the image of him. And, you know, you're saying a mantra, you've, you're in a position, a yogic position, you've got your fingers in a mudra and maybe even chanting. It's been a really long time since I've did that specific uh, meditation. Thank God. But, um, he freaking was like imprinting his image in people's psyche in the awake and in the closed eye state. Like he, he would, you would get yourself into that in between like limbic state of like in between awake. sleep and dream yeah. and you know where you're completely and, and susceptible awake. to everything and then this dude's like image is burned is imprinted in your psyche in that limbic because space. he had you focus on yeah. that until you get the like tunnel vision so when and you, everything disappears yeah exactly when you close your eyes his image is burned there if you open your eyes his image is there and so that there was like she it messed me up also too because i felt like she had another part of this my story that i of all the things that i suspected and the whispers that i kind of heard and then she not only confirmed it but gave like we were talking about a moment ago 
when you hear the truth, you know, it feels a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can feel it. And I read this book in like three days, you know, it's, it's not a big read. It's not a huge novel, no, no. but still like I could not put it down because I was in fucking shock. And, and the, the company is still running. It has multiple multi-billion dollar con- um, companies. I, I would oh, walk shit. by and she'd be sitting on the bed reading and I'd look over and she'd just shake her head at me like, fuck, I can't. Oh my God. Like just the every way that, time I walk by. Because, like I, it just made me so angry. It made me really. What, what was it? Do the you feel way like that, you got hoodwinked? Well, I mean, there's always some level of embarrassment when you feel like, what the fuck, what I was doing this whole time was just bullshit. That's what it feels like. He made up this whole fucking thing. Yeah, hop on one foot and blink your eye and then wave your fucking arm side to side and breathe really fast and then close your eyes really quick and then bend down. Like, and it was, sounds crazy, but there was shit that was kind of like that. Where, oh, yeah, I remember. I did it with you. And and you did feel certain shit. You were like, you know, making yourself fucking hyperventilate and like looking at these certain, you know, everything. He had a literal uh, solution for anything. There was a way, dude. You, the way to have sex, the way to wake up in the morning, the way to take a shower, the way to you eat. Need to, if you're a man, you need to have a reishi knot on top of your head and cover mm-hmm. it with your pug because it is you better only for have your to, electrical field. You have to, he had to sit oh, on sheepskin sheep because- he was so sensitive to the etheric elements that it would disrupt his electrical field. So he needed like, sheepskin yeah. to sit on in the in his Rolls Royce. And he constantly had people massaging his feet nonstop because he said that <laughs> if he falls asleep, then he might die because he's, <laughs> he, he leaves his body when he sleeps. So he they had to massage him to stimulate him to keep him back in his body. It, and if the blanket fell off of him, he would get too cold and he would die. And the, he he would ha- he had thousands of people following him like eating strict vegetarian diet no sugar doing everything and he had like a secret stash of like twix and snickers (laughs) and m&ms and shit that didn't come out that was not in the book that was something that i found out through going (laughs) to kri um and the 3ho and i i found that out like you know, not Fucker. firsthand, but like second or third hand. These are people that were living in this ashram. And the biggest, saddest part of it is that there's people in there till this day that don't believe he did anything mm. when many, many women have come forward because the reason they don't want to is because they don't want to fucking did he deny be embarrassed. All He's, He's dead. dead. He died in 2004. Oh, okay. This all came out after his death. And that was one of the, we watched a documentary. There's a Vice documentary about this. But we watched a documentary last night and that lady, uh, Premka, Premka, she said that was one of the, that's like the thing that gets her goat the most is that he never had to, he never, he never faced justice. Never had an answer for any hope. And he would always say, oh, I'm going to die young. So, you know, people are going to betray me. Like he was like setting himself up. Like he knew that his character was so flawed and that that's why people would turn on him, but he was saying he it, it premeditated, like preemptively, so that it could be like, oh, he said it like that, you know, dude. <laughs> oh, geez. such a shyster. People did turn was his, he, their back did he on die him. Young? 
How old? Well, he was like in his 50s. He was, no, 70s. Oh, okay. oh, so was he 70? Oh, oh, 74. Okay, okay. okay. sorry. And, there you and, go. I don't remember. Dude, and he was like. He was super overweight and diabetic at, at the end and like just yeah. like all bloated and he's like supposed to be this like, like the gig was up at that point. Oh yeah, but everybody like, was still like, Oh Yogi Bhajan. Wow. Yeah. So no, till the very end he was whoever he was. Like he had that notoriety and that fucking okay. Well, even when something like that, I mean that's that that is fucked up. That kinda like good that that rocks your foundation a yeah. little, but still you got so much good out of it for yourself like your I own I did I got a sense like of accomplishment teaching you how to do things which you did on your yes. own and it taught you Mel how to do really hard shit it really that, did and it taught me that too like that level of commitment that I dedicated um for that time in my life in yoga like made me become invincible and and that was one of the things that he would say like Doing all this shit would, he didn't say it like that, but he should have. He said it would manifest God, God's With, will inside you and that God's will overcomes anything. That's what he said. So when you're able to see your plain ordinary self do these heroic, super, yeah, heroic feats with your body, it does something to you that you can't unsee like you've seen yourself get to this mountaintop so you can't deny that it's just it's the same thing as going and running a marathon or if you and i decided right now let's go stand on one foot for four hours you know what i mean like it's the thing it wasn't him well, yeah i was his system it it, it it definitely was a system. There was there's something to it, you know. Like another thing that pissed me off was that the Sikh community. I mean, the Sikh is a re religion, okay, mm -hmm. and he was using the Sikh religion in conjunction with yoga. And to my knowledge, the Sikhs did not condone yoga or tantric practices. They actually, you, you know, were not okay with that. And so he taught these Westerners that at the time didn't have the technology to like check and fact yeah, check and none no of that. There was internet. none of that. So they had to take his word for it that, that it was what it was. And even the name that he gave his um, first so in command was, I think she said it was like the Punjab way of, of saying um You're, calling them her mistress and she didn't know what that meant she thought it was like a he said she was chosen of god is what he told her it meant or some shit like beloved this. of god beloved of god but it really meant like my side piece yeah <laughs> the mistress wow and so yeah. she's going along thinking that this is like some noble name and it's like being called the shithead like you know and it, did, is, did she just recently wrote this book or it just or came out i'm sure she's been writing it for a while but yeah it, um, it came out in 2020 around the the me too movement you know and she got a lot of shit for it and is still getting a lot of shit mm. for it saying that that's not true she's that lying she's lying it, blah 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 but she was the one of the first she helped to translate those Sikh scriptures that he wanted her to translate into English. So she was so connected to him for ah. so many things. And then the way that she would like explain that he would like, just like 
have sex with her and then kick her off the bed and make her massage his feet so he would fall asleep and not like no cuddle no it was muffled sex is what she said and like i'm reading this and i'm getting i I feel like it's happening to me nothing sexual happened to me in kundalini like nothing crazy like that happened to me but it made me feel like that it tarnished the whole thing yeah exactly it made me feel like that and spiritually that is fucked up he's using this religion scripture that the religion wasn't even down with him like that's what cults do. I know. I was in a cult. I know it was a cult, but I'm mad about it. And that's what I'm saying. It yeah, fucked I me it. up. I get it. It fucked me up. Yeah. It's. It fucked me up. I'm like, sorry, baby. Yeah. It's okay. Like, I mean, it's fine. Like, I'm not I knew debilitated. It. I'm just furious about it. And I was, it, I was attracted to it because I like to do difficult shit. I, I, and it was difficult AF. When it was going on, like. I always was like, yeah, but my girl's into it and I'm going, I'm going to go and do the thing. And, and then I would see like the bullshit and I'd be like, mm, but I wouldn't say anything. And then I started, no, I started were, speaking up after a while. You were a, a supporter bit of there. me. You were very a champion. You bought me my sheepskin and my, I bought my $90 yoga man. You didn't trip. And I like, wore you my were, turban with you. Yep. I, we did our thing, man. I, there's pictures to prove it. And we went to white tantric yoga together yeah. and fucking killed it. Like. Yeah, no, that's there why was even with all, all the bad shit that's coming out of it, you made positive shit out of it. I remember Aaron being so pr- like, bro, I never thought I could do when you're talking about like holding your arms up for so long. It's like like that made you stronger. Yeah. Both it of you. Did. It, the, the, no matter what he did now and everything, yeah. you can't take that away it's of the still, growth you the, the, had. This it's is just, how do you like every time I try to do I haven't been able to do Kundalini yoga for years now. Like I use some of their stuff. But I haven't been able to like sit down and actually do a session because I I feel like it's a trigger. Yeah. Okay. I can't do it. I like nor should you. The, the, no. And then they were talking about these fucking mantras that are like literally like a telephone call to him. So you're chanting these mantras and they're going like pipeline right to him directly spirit highway right to him. And that is so fucked up because that was one of my favorite things to do was like chanting. It was so like mentally cleansing. That's what chanting did. Yeah, for Yeah, I remember when we did that 40 day sadhana together and like doing those chants at night. It there, I mean, the visualization there, I mean, it's like. This was the question that I was asking. Um, we talked about this for a second with Nate. We were talking about separating Nathaniel. the art. Um, no, 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 Nate. Oh, um, yeah, when Apple's Nate was friend, over the other day. Apple's oh, friend, okay. Nate. Um, separating art from the artist. So, like, do people still bump R. Kelly after all of his allegations? Or Michael Jackson. Does it make R. Kelly's music stupid and ugly and gross now? Or do you still like it, but then you listen to it and then you just can't bear to listen to it knowing it? That. And that's that's what happened to me. I was like, well, fuck, I still like his songs. I try to put it on and I'm like, I can't in good conscience listen Groove to it. To it's, it's ruined it for me. And that's how I feel about this. Like, it's OK. I'm not like I can move on. I'm not all I don't need therapy about it. But like it grossed me out to it. And now that's that's a huge thing with even just plain yoga, because when I came back after that 28 days i started to go to another yoga school do you remember that mm-hmm. i i went 
to a Hatha yoga training. So I spent another 300 hours on another program that had nothing to do with Kundalini yoga. And my teacher wasn't down with Kundalini yoga. She was, um, lived in that, in an ashram and she knew about it and and she never gave me her full, um, disclosure because I was so hopped up on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I look back, I'd think about how she would talk about it, you know, and she, it just ruined that. Um, it ruined it for me. Yoga in most forms. Oh, I've still used the stretching of yoga and the meditative aspects of it, but like just going to a class Oof. and all of it, like it, I, it, I've been to, I can see it in your eyes. Like it's, it's, (laughs) you were saying to Corey the other day that like you have the ability to go ham, like Mm. to to just (laughs) flip the fuck out. And I know that look in your eye and I can see it right now when you talk about it. It's like, there's a, there's a fire in there. If it was somebody we'd be fighting. Yeah. Like we like fist fighting, not like, Oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. No, it'd have to to be physical. Yeah. I'd I'd have to break that shit up. I go fuck you. I have up. to slick my hair back and shit and put Vaseline <laughs> on my face. Get, fuck that. Get ready. Fuck that. I That's fucking fucked love you, up. man. So oh, get in fire mode of Vaseline no. to slip the punches. That's mean to do to somebody. That is so oh, many. Yeah. He did it. It wasn't just to me. He did it to so many people. And there was to the world. Dude, there was second generations kids that were born under the three HO with the turban, the whole thing, and they were getting abused by him and then they were being silenced because and they were being sent away from their parents at like age two to india to these like yes. shitty boarding schools that he built that were like bullshit brainwash camps what yes, the fuck? yes. parents would go see their kids like that was the second time i've seen my kid in his life Dude, he's this, 11 now and he doesn't know who i am he's this, been at the school this guy broke down this guy broke down talking about what a horrible father he was what was i thinking what was I thinking? Sending my kid away to India in the middle of nowhere. But and the Moy thought he was doing what you needed to do yep. for yep. enlightenment and everything. Holy fuck! So I'm I'll, sorry to leave it on a drag. I'll stick you know, with fish everybody. Mexico, man. But- <laughs> no, that was good. Well, back to what you said a minute ago. You're like, I don't need therapy about it. You you, you don't, but that's the. Beautiful, I just needed to get it off my chest. I was just gonna say that's a beautiful thing about like we've said on the show when we talk about stuff. There was a realization made here about yeah. like way Aaron gets nervous. That was a big deal, dude. Anxious, and for you to talk about, it, I mean, it helps so much to just open your mouth and get it out. Then it's not yeah. just stuck in yeah, your head. I've been, I've been ping ponging it. That's one of the, I seen it the last few days yeah. too. I, 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 I knew just, what you were reading, not the whole depth of what you've just described, but you were like very sidetracked. Well, you were because you were like, I, I like now I get it. It's like, I got to finish this shit and it, then it, you got to digest it. Yeah, yeah. Because she's describing places that I've been to. And then Ugh. we were watching, then we watched that documentary and I'm seeing the place that I stayed at. Like, I remember that oh, I was shit. fucking with a toothbrush I cleaning remember. the fucking yeah. shrine made to him with a fucking toothbrush. I remember she called me hours. on the phone. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm cleaning Yogi Bhajan statues with a toothbrush in the garden. I'm like, cool. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what they had us do. Moral of the story yeah. out there, everybody. Don't join cults. Make up your own shit. Yeah. 
that's what I joined the no simple that, road. That's what I learned about, about it. <clears throat> no, I really did. That's if I can take away anything from marks. this, yeah. it's spirituality is now out is not outside of yourself. And if you want to fucking exercise, you don't need to give fucking you know, your left tit to do so. Yeah, you don't need to give money or join no, anything. Well, it's a, a in, gym. It's in you to do yeah, it. Yeah, but just think twice. Uh, well, that's something nice. I love that Aaron, right? You read my, you like knew exactly what he was going to say. Groucho mm-hmm. Marx is like, I would not want to be the member of any club that would have me as a member. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's true, man. You know what, Mel? I get it. And I wasn't as deep in it as you. Not at all. But I, I feel like that too. And I understand the feeling because I went through it with Christianity and it's a, it sucks. And I'm sorry that happened, baby. Thanks. And I love you and I got your back. It was Christianity. I felt it was more the people that were lame to me. Well, the whole thing. Well, the whole thing, but I don't know why I didn't take that, the whole thing so personal. It was like the, people of christianity where we were at that fucked it up for me with this it's like the whole fucking system is like a turd and i was like "Mm, more please (laughs) more turd i love that flavor turd flavor okay Mm. i'll wake up at three in the morning to eat it sure i mean i was fucking waking up at 3 30 (laughs) a.m okay Rubbing oil all over my body. That was a fucking thing. I, I was there. I did it too. Tapping. Well, the tap, I mean. Cold shower. I could never tapping, do it. Tapping, you know, my, my, my body like a fucking monkey, literally like a monkey on different parts of your, you know, nimbic system. It, it wakes up your limbic yeah. system. Ugh. I'd be like, I'll no, stop. It's, I'll fucking, stop. it's fucking cold. Yeah. It's Maybe this will be a, a side road that I'll really get deep on and tell all about, about all the bullshit that I fell for. <laughs> so, but some of it was, again, like fucking Michael Jackson. Do you still sing when it comes on? And again, you're a fucking amazing person, no matter what that douchebag did, what you took out of it and what who you are. I did take some good stuff out of it. Yeah, definitely. I know I know it's not a wash. It's just how I just feel That's hurt. Yeah, that's what I feel hurt more than more than stupid or gullible or like the wool pulled over my eyes. Okay, fine, whatever. I that's true too, but it's not that. I feel like hurt there's so many people out there that are still in are are much deeper like mentally fucked up than i am that can't go on with life those people that they were interviewing yesterday their posture i just wanted to cry for that lady that was sitting she's like sitting on a couch it's like a three-person couch and she's sitting in the middle cushion and her hands are on her lap and her legs are closed tight and her head is kind of like down like like a little kid in trouble yeah like like she's being interrogated and and she is being interviewed but this is like you know like a comfortable interview like you know she's not in like a police officer's chair she's like in a nice like you know place and she's just like squished into herself if because she's fucked up in her head she's the one that got like she was one of the second generation that got mentally messed with molested and groped and whatever else yeah, well, unfortunately, when you're talking about big groups like that and backed by money and stuff, people are afraid. Dude, he of was consequences meeting, of what can happen. Like, yeah. Speaking out, yes. like he said this All is still going on, and they're still making money hand over fist. He was meeting with like the Pope 
the all the presidents loved him because he was against drug use so that was like a it got him to a lot of like notoriety and and personal that got him in the door yes wow yeah man gnarly anyway be careful everybody yeah believe in yourself yeah yeah yeah. there it is hey so you know what if you've made it this far into side roads this or Jesus <laughs> weekly rewind this week, thanks. Thanks for listening to yeah. us and our therapy session today. We appreciate and it. And this is brought to you by the Edible Beats. This is in collaboration with them that we can bring you these deeper content conversations because they care about doing stuff intentionally and deeply and passionately. And so we dedicate this episode to that um, mindset. I want to say one last thing. Um, We briefly touched on it earlier and I'm, you know what? I'm going to put it at the beginning of the episode. So I'm going to just stop right there and we'll do it. We'll put it in at the beginning. Um, You know, take care of yourselves out there, man. It's a, it's a crazy world and there's a lot of stuff that can send you spinning in your head. And like Apple said, if you talk about it, sometimes you can get to the solution or at least ease the pressure that's going on in there. And yeah, we're here for you if you need to talk. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of, well, obviously a lot of people and stuff out there that want to provide you with the answer, but I believe that answer is in you. You just need to talk it out. Look for it. Talk to friends, family, yourself. Yeah. With your, be like Apple. Talk to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And Mel, (laughs) (laughs) you can, you can, you can, you can achieve a lot by doing that. Believe me, I have been talking to myself about this. So like Mel said, this is in collaboration with the edible beats out of Denver, Colorado. Go check out the edible Check out their zine, the edible beat. And um, follow No Simple Road on all the social media platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. At No Simple Road, go to our website, nosimpleroad.com. That's where you can find out where we're going to be. Come hang out with us. Get a tarot reading. Do all the fun stuff, you know. Check that out. Go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That is how you can financially support No Simple Road and become a patron and get all the patron-only content that is up on our Patreon page. And uh, call 971-808-1524. That is the No Simple Ride Road tepid line. And that is open mic night for the No Simple Road family. And um, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And um, Fish Mexico was awesome. Apple (laughs) Apple Hemorrhoid is gone. Never better. And uh, yeah. We love y'all. Don't join cults except this one. (laughs) And we'll be back on Friday with more stuff and things. Dos Hermanos. Dos Bob Raylove. And Tom Constantin of The Grateful Dead joined us for a very weird (laughs) conversation. Cool cool conversation. conversation. You guys are going to dig it. So we'll see you on Friday. We love you guys. Until then, smile at a stranger. Take care of each other. Hydrate. Wash your hands. Safety third. Love your pets. Love yourself. Wash your pet's hands. Okay? Because they're, they're, sometimes you ever smell. They get funky. Yeah, you ever smell your dog's feet and they smell like corn chips? Someone would say, why are you smelling your dog's feet? Have you, ever, you know what I'm talking about. I though. know exactly, because I take them a bath. Mm-hmm, they smell like Fritos. <laughs> that's how you know there's something funky Queen going chips. on. Queen chips. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on Friday.
shattered as a focus through the spot in the corner that is still intact. The react is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Yes, welcome everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!